Greetings, salutations, and welcome back to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're finishing out the Q episodes on the road to Picard now. Well, not quite. We've got one more at the end, haven't we? We've oh, yes. Sorry, yes. They're all good things. All good yeah. things, but apart from that... Apart from the finale, yeah. We're, we're finishing out finishing out the standalone Q yeah. episodes, then we'll say. And also finishing up the story of Vash. So we're, we're briefly visiting Deep Space Nine this week. Yeah. Which... Yeah, it's worth a, a quick look in. We'd it is. It's a good. I know it's one. not really on the road to Picard. No, but well, we've we've had Vash and Q, and yeah. it seems like we might as well finish out yeah. their story. Yeah, we are big fans of DS. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this might not be the very best episode yeah. of DS Nine, but you know, it's it's an all right one to have a look at. But first up, though, we're looking at True Q from season six of Next Gen. So this is the same season as Tapestry. We got two. Two yeah. few episodes that season. Said it. I think he wasn't in season five, and then yeah, he didn't make an appearance in season five. So they sort of went double bubble yeah. season six, and also the DS Nine episode is around you know running concurrently with Next Gen season six. So. Yeah. So he got the money's worth out of John Delancey that year. He's worth his money. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's good. So. <clears throat> The story for this one, then, we meet this new character, Amanda Rogers, who, she's sort of there on, like, a work placement kind yeah, of thing. almost like an intern pre-academy. Yeah, because they say she's an honour student. Yeah. But, so she gets to visit the ship, and she goes around, and she meets the department heads. Yeah. And so it's a pretty cushy sort of setup that she's got, really. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. It's better than a lot of the work placement things that we get. Yeah. These days, it'd be alright, like you're off to Federation flagship and having a look around and all this, but yeah, so that's our, our new character, and again, one of the things we talked about before with the Q titles, as soon as you see the title and you see John Delancey's on the guest characters, you know that this is going to be a Q episode, yeah. um, and you know, we get sort of a reveal of it pretty quickly, don't we, like she makes the dogs appear. Yeah, She's talking about something and she wants something and it just appears there. So you think, yeah. oh, what's going on? And it, it's got the cue sort of swoosh yeah, sound that, effect. Uh, white, and, yeah, white flash. So it's clear pretty much what's going on and everything. And Q, of course, turns up a little bit later on. But we get these bits where she saves Riker from a falling barrel and then it sort of ups the ante a bit and she has to stop a warp car breach. Yeah. And that's obviously where we get the reveal of the extent of the powers and Q turns up and true to form, Q's been testing her by doing these things. So it's so at first I was sort of like, oh, it's convenient that when Riker's in mortal danger, there happens to be someone who can yeah, save him. And, and as the Enterprise is about to blow up, we've got this one intern who's there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, on. but it, you know you can let it off because Q set it up yeah she so. has deliberately manipulated things this so time. that's that's fine they they got out of a potential plot hole with that one so i'm sure there's other times when stuff happens and it just so happens they have the right person for the job but in this episode it's part of the plot so <laughs> well, to be fair with a thousand odd people on board they should have pretty much always had well, the right yeah person. you'd think the federation like, flagship would have yeah. the right people for well, whatever they do, situation they do have the um Literature expert. Oh, they do, yeah. I wonder if he's still on board. 
Possibly. Because he doesn't come back when Moriarty comes back, does no. he? Maybe uh, the, the well, we're not really looking at it as a book by then, are there? No, true. Maybe there were a bit of malpractice, though. Maybe like Crusher <laughs> didn't manage to save him at the end of that episode. It's... Maybe she thought he, it was pointless job. Was there any point? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to waste as medical supplies on. But fortunately, I think the Federation isn't as stingy with its medical expenses as certain countries in this current day and age are. And that, that's not purely a dig at our American cousins. It's um, Unfortunately, it's becoming a bit of a reality here as yeah. well. So, But we won't get too much onto politics and the election and everything. No, we'll, we can stay off that. Yeah, we'll stick to looking at Q. It's much more fun. Uh, so Q basically wants to take her away, take her to the Q continuum, and... Picard doesn't want them to... Yeah, it's sort of like, give her the choice, is she human? Yeah, because that's the thing, it's like they, they inject like a little bit of a sinister element to it that Q's been told pretty much, if she's not properly a Q, then you've got to kill, got her, to kill her sort yeah. of thing. And we do see quite a, a, a dark side to Q, like yeah. how, what they have done in... Because, yeah, I mean, we talked about it when we looked at Deja Q and Cupid and they're sort of playing it quite light with Q. Yeah. And this one, they're sort of taking him back a little bit. Yeah, you're seeing quite a lot of a dark side of yeah, the Q continuum. And I think when you look at where it's going to go with the role he sort of plays in all good things, it it's a bit of foreshadowing of that, yeah. that they need to position Q as potentially as uh, an enemy again rather than yeah sort of just a bit of amusement yeah, like so, he has yeah been. it's a choice join, join me or die basically pretty much yeah so we get these sequences where she learns to use her powers and everything yeah and there's a few nice effects yeah there's a great shot where they appear on the outside of the yeah, ship yeah that's a lovely the, shot they stood on it yeah and, that was like a really, really impressive shot at the time, and it still looks. It still looks, still looks good looks now. Very, very and it gives good. a nice view of the outside of the Enterprise. Yeah, it does, and it's from an angle that we don't usually get yeah. as well. So it's it's yeah, very very nice shot is that. And then we uh, we have this sort of subplot where she takes a bit of a shine to Riker, and there's this bizarre sort of seduction scene. Yeah, I'll I'll kidnap you and brainwash yeah i mean this is a sequence that they just wouldn't do now yeah it was very like we've got like, we, we're assuming that she's a very young girl yes so, yeah like we know the academy sort of looks from probably 18 judging yeah, by when yeah. wesley was going so she's before the academy so we've got to say she's probably 16 or 17 here yeah and let's face it Riker's no spring chicken anymore <laughs> no no but we've got this 16 year old girl being allowed on t- prime time TV to seduce him. yeah and <laughs> I mean and it raises obviously all sorts of issues of consent and everything yeah. like she drags him there and then it's he's doing the right thing and saying you know I'm not interested blah 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 and then she makes him sort of act out her fantasies yeah. and it, as I said I just I think in the sort of post Me Too age you would not get a scene no. like this or if you did, it wouldn't be a character that we're meant to empathise with who's doing it. This yeah. would this would really paint you as the villain of the yeah, episode now if you did it. But it is 
it's played almost light-hearted and as and, if it's... And schoolgirl crushes. Yeah, it's... it's like schoolgirl crush. Yeah, and it's, it's a little bit of fun. It's fine. You know, she probably feels a bit silly about it afterwards, but there's no harm yeah. done sort of thing. And it's, whoa, that's... It shows how sort of the, the political climate can change yeah. since this episode came out. It would be very... Very, very problematic now, I think, if they they put that forward. But in a, to redeem it somewhat, she does realise, no, this is all a sham and yeah. it, it's not real, so what's the point kind of thing. But it's a little bit kind of icky to yeah, get there, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. And then, um, she, like you said, she does sort of get this choice of do you want to go with them or not and the, the trade off is well if you don't you can't use your you powers can't use, which is similar to what Riker kind of had back in Hide and Q yeah and it's you know straight away she sort of realises the same thing that she can't not use them yeah once you've got them you can't <laughs> it's too easy to use them yeah because we get this sort of dilemma of the week don't we where there's there's people who are under threat and everything and it's a very minor yeah kind of plot point it's just there really to give her that little push that no you if you can use your powers to save people you're gonna do it yeah and so ultimately she does decide to go with Q and that pretty much kind of wraps up the story yeah. of it like we do have quite a dark <laughs> bit in this though that we find out about her parents the parents have been Q yeah and they've wanted to leave the continuum yeah yeah and have a child so that they've they've sort of lived as mortals to see what it was like and they had the same thing don't use your powers and then we find out that Q was responsible for them dying yeah Q had them of, yeah of we the had a, lo- a localised hurricane on their house yeah which which is a very sort of bizarre way of doing them in like why didn't they just zap them out of existence yeah. or something rather than this elaborate thing with the weather system and <laughs> yeah it's a it's a strange one but I suppose the answer to that is, well, if it hadn't been something weird like that, the crew wouldn't have been able to work it out. Yeah. So we, we need something that they something can... Something tangible that we can say, this, yeah. is, this is really odd that something like this happened yeah. just there. <laughs> so Q can get called out on it, yeah, like specifically targeted yeah. weather system. Wasn't that? That was what, Sean Connery were trying to do in that Avengers film, wasn't it? The... You know the one, the John Steed Emma Peel Avengers with Uma Thurman and Rafe Fiennes? And I'm sure he were like making hurricanes that got people (laughs) or something. But then, (coughs) yeah, I'm probably one of the few people in the world who's seen that film. Yeah, well, it was stolen from the Wizard of Oz, of course. (laughs) There you go, yeah, that's it, it's true. (laughs) So let's have a look then what we get uh, from our characters in this episode. Picard, then, we get some decent Picard stuff. I mean, he's not the, the focus of the episodes. No. He's in a lot of Q episodes, but... Yeah, we, it's it's actually very strange that he's actually a background character yeah. in the next-gen episode with Q. Yeah, and but, but I suppose maybe the, you know, the new tapestry were coming along, so... Yeah, but even so, it's like... It's always been a big focus in the episodes. Yeah. Even when we look back to... The one with Riker. Yeah, it's still Picard's Picard. the one sort of moderating yeah. the debate, if you like, yeah. And this one, I think, he does sort of serve a bit of a similar role. Like, he realises he's got to give 
Amanda and Q a chance to meet each other. And that leads to some great bits where Picard's sort of putting on this act of pretending to be almost friends with Q because yeah. he don't want to prejudice her opinion. It's like, oh, Q, an old friend of the crew and all this business. <laughs> and that's quite funny because you can tell that it's forced. It's forced and it's really, really <laughs> awkward for him as well. And the rest of the crew does it as well, which is... Yeah. Like, Beverly's there having a chat with us, saying, oh, so how are you getting on with you and all that? Yeah. Well, we obviously know <coughs> what's at stake, so they've got to... Yeah, that's it. It's the, They're trying to do the best for her, but... Yeah. They also know what Q's like and don't <laughs> want to advocate for him too strongly, I don't think. There's a good bit as well where Picard sort of calls back to... He says about Q uh, Q rather putting humanity on trial. And we get Q saying, you know, that that trial's not over. Yeah, which... Which which is a big sort of plot point in All Good Things. And it's interesting that that information is dropped here. And that sort of... Oh, so this is why Q keeps coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like it's meant to be much more of a revelation in All Good Things, and it plays like that because you've largely sort of forgotten this little yeah. throwaway bit, but when you watch this one back after you've seen All it Good Things, like, it's like, all oh, right, they did foreshadow that a little yeah. bit, and that's interesting. And then you get a little bit where Picard sort of speculates on why Q's envious of humanity and it, it's something we've sort of been dancing around with all the Q episodes but here Picard sort of puts it into words it's like you, you're jealous of our moral centre maybe yeah. that's why you're so interested yeah, in human beings the Q are missing something and that's why you yeah and that's as I say it's something we have hit on a few times yeah and and you can see why the Q have no moral centre because they can do anything yeah exactly the, it, and, and they can be very not held responsible yeah it's not necessarily that they don't have morals in the way that we understand them but they're, they're operating on such a higher level yeah. that you know arguably you could say that like you know we go out and we cut us lawn and we trim us trees and everything to the queue what they do to sentient species is much the same as that they're yeah. just moving things around the way they like them and but yeah, they are missing the the compassion, the the humanity, if you like, of it all. And Picard's sort of quite clear on it in this one that that's what it is. So for Q himself, then we we find out that like the Continuum considers him to be an expert on humanity, which I quite <laughs> liked. So he's the he's their go-to guy <laughs> when humanity's involved which is quite scary when you think he's the expert yeah he's not maybe he ain't representing humanity too well to the rest of the continuum I don't know well like like we have to imagine like pretty much the only contact or known contact of the Q with humanity is through Q no it is yeah so, that we know of yeah. yeah definitely at this stage and then you see like that sort of dark side to him again like he does cause like the barrel falling on Riker and the warp core breach and he doesn't care that if she hadn't have acted it would have killed Riker yeah, and then it would have no killed pro- the entire yeah, crew yeah he has no problem does he 
Yeah, well, it makes well, it makes you wonder actually if he'd have stopped it at that point. Yeah, if he's I, caused it, if he's trying to. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Cause like the way he's portrayed in this episode, probably not. Yeah. But the way we've seen him in other episodes, you know, the the cue we had last time in like Cupid probably would have yeah. done maybe. But yeah, it's an interesting one that he, there's a coldness to him, and it extends really to sort of how he deals with Amanda because he he doesn't care what her feelings on it are, and it's incomprehensible to yeah, him that, that she wouldn't want to join the queue. Yeah, and it's you, it, you've got all these powers. Why wouldn't you want them? Yeah, and and it's even when she tells him that she's not, he he, he doesn't care. He's not bothered. It's just you're wrong, and <laughs> you're coming with me, sort of thing. <laughs> Though, there is an implication, I think, that he doesn't really want to kill her. That he'd rather that wasn't the assignment yeah. he was on kind of thing. You know, there's just, there's just a little... Yeah, I think they've got... I think it's that where... He, he realises that you can't suppress the powers once you have them. Yeah. So he's, he, he needs her to come with him. So he doesn't. So he doesn't. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think that probably is where he's coming yeah, from on this one. It's like you have the choice: you can stay human and suppress your powers, or join me with the queue. But if you stay human and suppress your powers, you won't, and yeah. I will have to kill you. So do you think but, he would have killed her then? Yes. If he, yeah. Yeah, he killed the parents. Yeah, that's true. When they reused the powers, he killed the par- parents. I wonder if he'd have done it, like whether he would have because. Picard's there. Whether I don't know. I think. Yeah, I mi- think he would. I. I mean, I believe that he would, but I'm just wondering. Maybe I think he would think that it was a bit sort of below him to do something like that in front of Picard. I think he would have felt embarrassed well, to have to do it in front well, of Picard. Well, to be fair, she's only an intern on the <laughs> Enterprise for a couple of weeks or whatever. So oh, he yeah, could have got wait, her further down the line. Have yeah, to wait that long. Yeah, that's true. But he does seem to develop some sort of affection for her. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I don't think he wants to kill her, but I think he's yeah. 100%. Yeah, if you don't come with me, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go I'll go along with that. I think that probably is the case. And Amanda's, for what she is, she's an in, sort of an interesting character. Like, you know, we, we find out she's an orphan, she was adopted, and we find out, as you say, the the circumstances behind that and she's someone who wants to have a career and this is almost like a, it is like a work well, experience yeah, type but thing you also get the feeling that she's exceptionally brilliant in lots of yeah. things and she's doing this intern and she's going to all the different um, stations yeah because she's amazing at all of them, That's but she it, needs yeah, to find they, out what she wants. Yeah, to they don't do. know where to put her sort of thing. So well, she seems to spend a lot of time with Dr. Crushriff to say that she's meant to be doing all of yes, them. Yes, she does. That's <laughs> true. And yeah, it's an interesting... Yeah, you're right. She must be something quite exceptional to get this, this person sort of and placement. Then and then they're not just putting her on with one yeah, head. And she's it's, going through all of she's them. She's not sort of fobbed off on the, the lower yeah. decks people. It's like, no, you, you're getting a really good tour kind of thing. And then, yeah, you do get the interesting stuff where she's wrestling with what do you do with your powers and Q tempts her a bit with what's the thing you most want. I want to see my parents and, yeah, you know, it calls back to that 
thing with Riker and you know absolute power and all that yeah. business. So yeah, it's a. I think it's a pretty strong episode. Yeah, it's. I don't. I think it's probably one of the weakest Q episodes. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I enjoy Q episodes, so it's... Yeah, it's certainly... It's not one of the episodes that when I'm... If I'm sat there and I think, oh, I fancy watching some mm. next gen, which episode do I fancy? It's not one of my jump-to episodes. No, and especially, like, in season six, you've got this one and Tapestry, and Tapestry, hands down, is the better, better Q, Q episode. Yeah. Well, it's the better episode overall, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to, like, some potential criticisms with it later on um, a couple of things about like the the broader star trek universe i mean we've talked about a few of them but another thing about the q continuum that we've seen a couple of times is q's working for someone higher up he's not the yeah. leader of the q he's, yeah he's sent on an assignment here yeah it you like you get the impression as a ruling council of q yeah, and I would guess Q's RQ's not on it. <laughs> I would assume from his yeah his behaviour, but um, it it's an interesting idea. And it, as we said before, you do sort of get a little bit more into that in some of the Voyager episodes with Q. So we'll probably touch on it a little bit more later on. At some on. point, we'll well at some point we'll have a look at the Voyager Q's. Yeah. So other highlights of the episode then. I thought Beverly was pretty good in this episode. Yeah, like, I liked where she's asked Amanda to do this project with some um, cultures that need to be grown. Yeah. And Q shows how to make them grow faster to do the... Yeah. To do it properly, and then Beverly kicks off and she goes, you haven't uh, done it faster, you've ruined it, we've got to start from scratch because I needed to know it's that incubation. Yeah times for how it's acting in the actual field yeah not what it's like if you boost it yeah so many days and that's another good one of showing that just because you can do anything it isn't necessarily the best yeah. solution yeah. to a problem yeah, or what have you yeah great you've got to the end <coughs> result or you've got a result from speeding it up but you haven't actually got all the data on yeah it. it's that wasn't the the point of the experiment was not to see what yeah. they're like when they're grown it was to see all the different stages exactly and yeah. how long the different stages do and incubation periods and and i like that she tries to be like really supportive of amanda and doesn't doesn't denigrate Q really, you know, and it'd be tempting for anyone on the Enterprise yeah. to just go, look, we know what this guy's yeah. like. And look, he's, a, he's been a dick <laughs> yeah. quite a few times to us. He's kidnapped us. He's, yeah. He it, puts us in silly clothes. He's got all <laughs> of humanity on trial. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a bit of a dodgy guy, you know, but, but she doesn't, she's supportive, so I liked that. And, um, there is a bit though where Q says with unlimited power comes responsibility which is very Spider-Man well this is before that Spider-Man so uh, yeah but they, they said it in the 60s comics it's always been yeah. part of the Spider-Man lore yeah. but, uh, you're right it's more ingrained in popular culture now since was it the 2003 yeah the, yeah. the first Sam Raimi one yeah um, anything yeah, I, else I happened to watch them all again the other day Discussed her on the sci-fi yeah, channel. Yeah, do they, do they hold up, did you think? Um, Story-wise, they hold up. Effects-wise, 
the CGI is starting to look dated now. Yeah, but CGI has moved on a lot. It's sixteen years ago. Oh, it has. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man Three. No, oh, well, Spider Man Three's. I yeah. still say the best part was the car chase we had, me and my mate had afterwards <laughs> for Spider Man Three, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> no, probably best not. Um, so, couple of issues I had with this episode. First of all, what's going on with Diana's hair in this one? <sighs> it's well all over the place. It's it's just one. It's Diana, isn't it? Yeah, it's, they just don't know what to do with her. They really don't. And, and this is six years in. Yeah, it's it's very sad actually. It is. It's such a waste of a potentially interesting character. Like they did Data's Day, where it was you know a day in the life from Data's perspective. It'd have been interesting to do that from Diana's perspective and have different people come in and counsel different people. Yeah. And, and you'd have got to see like, oh, this is what's going on in the wider world yeah. of the ship. This is what's going on with that person and that person. Yeah, and, you know, even if they're just... They're there for one-off for that episode. It'd have just been an interesting yeah. sort of day-in-the-life thing. But, yeah, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm in chauvinistic or anything having to go to hair. If anyone else has a silly hairdo, I will pick that up, whether <laughs> they're man, women, Ferengi, what have you. Um, but, yeah, it's there's something serious. It's a, a strange thing going on there. It's like, wait, we've been re-watching... Angel, and we're at a stage now where Cordelia's hair changes every episode. They, they just obviously couldn't decide, couldn't decide on a style. Yeah. And even though there's one episode where it starts raining fire and when the beast is unleashed and all this, and she comes in next episode with a new hairdo, it's all, when did you get that done? There's <laughs> yeah. got some more important stuff going yeah. on. Anyhow, and I also thought the ending was very, very abrupt. It was sort of like, yeah, I'm going the queue, vum. Yeah. And then that's it, done. And you know what? What we could have done is we could have cut the whole Riker seduction sequence and then we could have had a scene at the end summing it all up and, you know, maybe reflecting on what's happened. It feels like it needs a scene with Picard and Beverly talking about Amanda at the yeah, end. Yeah, that... She's made the right decision. Because She's made the right decision, and Picard, you know, he hopes that Q will look after us. Just yeah, something. Yeah. It, it feels like it needs a wrap-up scene that we don't yeah, it's, get. Yeah. It's just boom, done. Like I say, it's not one of the episodes I'd run to. It's definitely not nowhere no, near no. the top twenty. Oh no, 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 no! But it's it's not bad. It's interesting. With yeah, Q's um, always good value whenever he turns up. But and I think it's good to wrap Q up in. Yeah, the road to Picard, uh, but I think, been I think to be fair, it probably is the weakest Q next gen yeah. episode, apart from possibly Encounter at Farpoint. But I don't really think of that as a Q episode, even though yeah, it is. But to be it's fair, a I pilot. Think Q, I think it's, Q is quite good in that one anyway. Q is, but as we talked yeah. about at the time, there's all the business with Gropplers on. There is all. an interesting question, though. I have got for you on this, and it's something that you said when we first started this with Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah. That you'd keep a tally of how many costume changes we Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, oh, yeah, I've not. Should we pick it up? Uh, we'll have to pick that up next it, episode. Should we pick so. it up in all good things? Yeah, I've definitely lost up. track of that because <laughs> you know what? It wears a lot of costumes. It does wear a lot of costumes. So, yeah, we will pick that up for the, the finale. I of just wondered if you'd been keeping track. As no, I should have been. But, <clears throat> yeah, I can go back. I can find that out. <laughs> 
So we'll move on then. That's Q done for next gen for now till yeah. we come to all good things. But the same year he did have a visit to DS9, which we'll look at in a second. So Qless then. This is episode six of season one of DS9. Yeah, and it's Q's only appearance on DS9. Yeah. It's yeah, I think maybe they thought the chemistry didn't quite work, or it, it just didn't work in that setting, I don't... I don't know, maybe it didn't work quite in that setting, or the story of Bajor and the Dominion, Yeah, I, they had bigger plans than Q. Yeah, I don't think Q was necessary, Yeah, but I don't think this is a bad episode, but I suppose the other thing as well is it's... It's maybe a little bit harsh to say, well, Q doesn't work in DS10, but it's not really Q's episode, it's Nash's no. episode, yeah. really. Like, I wonder if it's that <coughs> way, it's sort of like, oh, it's first season, let's have some TNG guest stars I think that was get it. people watching. Yeah, I think that was it, and I imagine, you know, I remember the trailers on UK TV, but I imagine it was big in the States as well, he's, you know, look, look at this, Q, Q's yeah. coming to DS9, you've... You know, one of your favourite next-gen characters, so give yeah. DS9 a shot. And I think it it was definitely a behind-the-scenes decision. Let's get a next-gen character on there and let's, yeah. let's show that we can do the same sorts of things that we do on next-gen. And, yeah, I, did, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about sort of the how it works as a DS9 episode later, but the story itself then is fairly straightforward. Like, they... The runabout comes back from the Gamma Quadrants. This is in DS9 where we're popping over there in runabouts yeah, every, we, yeah, every we're not, so often. Yeah, we, at this point, we've got no problem with invading another territory. And no, well, we've not been told not to do it yet. Yeah, so. but still, like, lessons from Klingon, Romulan, <laughs> Green, Borg, amongst others in the past. Yeah. not maybe one Starfleet that you maybe shouldn't go just That's landed on... I suppose they're still sort of feeling it out and nobody's turned up to say, well, actually, this area of space is ruled by the Dominion or whatever yeah. at this stage. But, but yeah, so we're popping back and forth in the runabout and I think we've only had a couple of visitors from the Gamma Quadrant. We've had Tosk and yeah. have we already had... I don't think we've had Move Along Home by this point, have we? So, so there's only really Tosk that yeah, we've seen think, from the Gamma yeah. Quadrant. And, yeah, on the runabout, then, they found Vash in the Gamma Quadrant. And, of course, Vash has got Q following her. Well, at this point, we don't see Q yet. You do. You see him at the end of the teaser. He's, like, yeah. pretending yeah. to be a workman yeah. on the, yeah, that the is door. But, but actually, we, haven't, we don't actually see him arrive with Vash. No. Because last we saw, Vash actually left with Q. Yes, she did. And we find out that obviously wasn't too long a lived an arrangement because they say Vash has been there in two years yeah yeah he left a few years ago which is she left sort of middle of season four of next gen yeah, and we're so now we're now in late season six of ne next yeah, gen so, roughly so. so it's given her maybe a month or two yes yeah, couple of months <laughs> well she says that she left him doesn't yeah. she later in but he's not doesn't agree with that so there's a bit of contention yeah. over who left who, but um, and we never quite get the answer. I'm more inclined to believe Vash, but just because Q doesn't tend to be that trustworthy. 
And then what we get is there's two things running. There's the mystery of why is the runabout run out of power. Yeah. And there's a bit of an investigation into that. Meanwhile, Vash teams up with Quark to sell things. Things that she's brought back from the Gamma she's Quadrant. Brought, yeah, which... And cost, she's the first person to bring anything back. Exactly, yeah. Here, so these are going to be... Yeah, yeah, and Quark jumps on that yeah. very quickly, and he's like, you know, who wants to own the first piece and all this? Yeah. And that's something that I think works really, really well in this episode, is the Quark and Vash thing. Yeah, well, we see it quite nice when the auction starts. We actually see the archaeologist side of Vash. Yeah, yeah. And she starts telling you what she knows about the architecture. Yeah, and she's saying this civilization and this. this and that. And then Quark takes over and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I give yeah. you a piece of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, no, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. They just want to know you're how not, shiny it is. You're not talking to, like, uh, science... Yeah. You're used to selling to different museums. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to show you how to sell to... <laughs> just guys we've got off the street. But, well, he says, like, you know, they're all collectors yeah. and they're all... But I imagine the if the friends of Quark's, they're probably... A bit black market collectors, yeah. yeah. They're like these people who have these secret museums yeah. of stuff that nobody's ever allowed to look at. But, but I like the the sort of banter between Quark and Vash, and you know, like Q never comes back. But it's almost a shame that Vash never comes back to DS Nine. So I think she'd have been a good recurring character for Quark. Yeah. And for Odo as well, like if she were doing bits of dodgy things, or yeah. she's back on the station. Yeah, exactly. Going up to this time, she's going to be planning something with Quark and everything. I think that really could have worked. And <clears throat> Vash tells us that, as I say, she's dumped Q. He disagrees. Vash also, the way she works on Quark is by performing Umax on him. Yeah. So again, we have a very public display of yeah. masturbation. Yes, <laughs> this is always a very uncomfortable thing that we get with. And Vash isn't the only person to do it. You know, Dax has done it, Crush has done it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a regular thing. Yeah, but it's these, just. These Starfleet women, oh, not just Starfleet, because Vash isn't Starfleet, but these women of the. 23rd, 24th century have no problem with public masturbation no that but you never see him getting round a bloke in the same way but no but it, it seems to be well it's alright if we do it to a Ferengi and I suppose there's a thing of well ears and erogenous zones for humans so they're comfortable doing it because it doesn't bother them they're only yeah. touching somebody's ear but to a Ferengi, it's a lot more yeah, than that. You're not actually touching my ear. Yeah. <laughs> well, as uh, what's the name Marta says in Star Trek Six, not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place. <laughs> so, yeah, this this really isn't on, is it? You know, <laughs> this is very bad. But this carries on all the way through. There's uh, it does. <laughs> you, whenever people want to win a Ferengi over, this is what yeah. they do, and. It proves to be very, very persuasive, yeah. but... I suppose it puts a new uh, definition <laughs> to I'll give you a bit of head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. And then, another thing with Vash, there, a, there is hints that she's still interested in Picard. She asks yeah. how he is, yeah. and Q's not happy about that. He's still showing a lot of jealousy. <laughs> but she also, you mentioned, like, you know, the archaeological side of her and everything... And she seems to be here 
thinking about going back to Earth, going to the Daystrom yeah. Institute, and sort of settling down a little bit. Yeah, that she's been away, and like, I'm going to have to take these back there, because her plan isn't to have this auction immediately. No, Walker no. who talks her into Yeah, it. she puts them in the, the assay office, yeah. and her right. Her idea, because Cisco says I can arrange passage back to Earth and everything, she seems very keen yeah. for it, and, you know, presumably she's going to donate the... Well, maybe not donate, maybe she would... Well, I think she's going to sell. I, I have no no doubt that she intends to sell what she's found. Yeah, but she was going to give it to the Daystrom Institute. But she, she isn't used to doing auctions and selling... Yeah. How, she, how this ends up going, a <laughs> black market auction. But then, ultimately, at the end, the implication is that she is going to go do this other thing Quark's heard about. Yeah. And so she doesn't quite come out on the straight and narrow at the end. But I think that's the fun of the character, and that's, that's why I would have liked to have seen yeah, her back yeah, again. Yeah, the doors were open, weren't there, for her to come back? Well, it would have been good if... Um, Voyager had come across her and Q's left her in the Gamma, the Delta Quadrant <laughs> rather yeah. this time and that could have been an interesting <laughs> one but then Q we get little I mean the well, best thing with him in this one is his you know his interactions with Cisco like we've we've met, we've talked about this a couple of times and we're finally here <laughs> yeah I mean, first of all, he, he seems to expect a similar relationship with Cisco's to what he has with Picard. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he thinks, you know, people... I know Cisco's not a captain at the time, but... But he's know, in command. People are in command in Starfleet. I'll have this same kind of love <laughs> bit of banter. Bit of banter, bit of rivalry and all that. And Cisco basically is having none of it, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Yeah, so Q sort of creates this boxing ring and, oh, yeah. Marcus of Queensbury. <laughs> and yeah. dancing around him and Cisco just lays one on him. Yep. <laughs> and very effectively so. And that gives him the good line where he says, I'm not Picard. Yeah. And I wonder how, I don't really remember, like how the fandom took that at the time. I, I bet there were people who were annoyed about I it. I bet there's like, people who were annoyed. I, I've always liked that. I like it, yeah, I think it's, it's great. And, and it does establish, you know, It Cisco, does establish that it's going to be very different to... No, and Q even says, like, you're a lot quicker to anger, so <laughs> this is going to be more fun. But ultimately, I don't think it is more fun for him. No. He wants what he, he gets he likes from that Picard. Exactly. So maybe that's sort of from a storyline perspective. Maybe that's why he doesn't turn yeah. up again because he just doesn't I get the. I'm not going to wind Cisco up the same way. Cisco's yeah, just going to lay one on me. Yeah, exactly. Cisco's not bothered, so there's no. He's not fun taking to be any had. mess. Yeah, exactly. I do like um, <laughs> when Q seven O'Brien goes starts going. Oh, I saw him on the Enterprise. And he sort of looks at Brian. He goes. Oh, yes, you were one of the little people. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and I missed one last episode where he calls Riker number two in True Q. He's got some good some good names with them all, yeah. And, yeah, I think he, he does... He, he's good in this episode, but, yeah, the, the fun of Q really is the rivalry with Picard. Yeah. And he, you know, he does develop something with Janeway, and that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, they talk sometimes. about them slightly differently, it's yes. a different direction, <laughs> which I think is quite, and it's it's handled quite well actually. Yeah, but yeah, Cisco isn't the guy really for <laughs> Q. I don't think, though he does show these flashes of 
like kindness that we've seen before. Like it, it gives him a big clue as to what's going yeah. on. Like he says something about Vash is down there setting back, you know, whatever it is, not human rights, but something like that. So he's basically telling them exactly where to look for it, and they still take another ten minutes running these scans. Yeah, yeah they're not listening to him, they're ignoring him. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I suppose they think, ah, oh, well, you know, we know he's not happy with Vash, so maybe he's just yeah, well, mixing we do, it. We do see like Vash is arguing with him about why, when she left him. Yeah. And I left you, you left me, and he goes, and she, there you were never looking out for me. He goes, you sure? That what about that insect yeah, yeah. that you got? This is what had happened if I wasn't looking out for you. Yeah. No, I mean he's obviously has looked after her. Yeah, even though they've been separated for two years, really. Yeah. He's obviously been looking over her shoulder all that but, two years. And actually, yeah. Well, Picard did make him promise to look after yeah. her, so that's probably why he's doing it. But yeah, it's the. Back to the point of like the what he says to the crew, he gives them the answer and they just don't yeah. act on it. And he does say at the end that he's going to miss Vash as well. So, you know, there is that affection and everything between them. And I think, you know, it is the last time we see Vash, which is a bit of a shame, but it's quite a but good... It, it tied up a story. It, it tied it, it tied it up because we'd seen the, the little romance with Picard, we'd seen her go off with Q... <coughs> And unlike a lot of these things where something like that happens, like from the last episode, we we have no idea whatever happened to Amanda. No. That's no. never looked at again. No, no. Amanda's gone wherever. But here, we had Vash went off with him. Yeah. And we actually have it tied up. We know exactly what happened to Vash. Yeah, we do. Again. We get the closure from yeah. that. And that is good. And it and it cleverly uses the setup of DS9. So it's like, right, we've got this other corner of the galaxy. It can make it, it can fit within the story we've told that Vash is over there because Q's, Q's left her there. And that that's really clever writing. And there's other things like I I know we're doing Road to Picard and everything, but there's some some great DS9 stuff in it. Like you forget how much of a dick Bashir was in the early seasons oh. when you go back. Uh but you've got this bit where he's sort of on the pull at the start oh, and you get the first mention of this pre-ganglionic fibre, post-ganglionic nerve yeah. thing, which they come back to a few times and you yeah. get different perspectives on why he got it wrong and did he get it wrong on purpose. And like eventually we do get the answer. Yeah, we do. Purpose. But it, it's interesting that that's dropped in an episode like this. So and, early on. Yeah. And then there's O'Brien looking very annoyed with Bashir, which... Well, early days... Is, the, the, they didn't get on they became, they, didn't. they became good friends but and that, that's what's great about them too there's a great story arc yeah. with them that they, they, they couldn't well O'Brien couldn't stand Bashir at first yeah but they do forge this friendship which is brilliant and there's even little bits of like the relationship between Odo and Quark that we get yeah there's <clears throat> and it is ultimately it's a story you couldn't have done in Next Generation because there's no way that have been what is basically an illegal auction going on on the Enterprise. No, it wouldn't. But and, you have that. And it, yeah, you've got something that's completely separate to the crew yeah. happening with the civilians. Like, like, let's not forget, DS9 is not a Federation's... No, exactly. Station. The Federation uh, administrating it on behalf of the Bajorans. Yes, exactly. And and, and even besides that, the yes, they're sort of the, as you say, the overseers of the station, but what the civilians get up to is down to them. Yeah. 
So it is a story you couldn't do in TNG, even though we're using TNG characters. So yeah. it's, you know, it's not DS9 at its best. No, but, but we, like, we only, like we say, it's only episode six of season yeah, one. And that, but we're seeing... That's sort of, my so point. We're getting, it's, it's showing potential, potential even in these seen, early days. Yeah, and knowing where it went, we're seeing, oh, well, this is sort of where that started and this yeah. is where that little chain of... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and... One minor sort of thing that I picked up on, which just because we've been looking really closely at Picard and his timeline and everything, uh, Vash asks uh, O'Brien how Picard is, and he says, "Oh, last time I saw him, he was fine, but that was just after Chain last of time Command." Last time he saw him was Chain of Command, yeah. So I mean, and I get also in that context, he's not going to say, "Oh, well, last time I saw him, he'd been tortured." Yeah. You know, but you're just like, well, wait a minute, I don't think he was that fine last yeah, time you no, saw him. Yeah, I, yeah, I must admit, I thought the same one. Yeah, he's, was, he's been through oh, quite a fine. bit recently, no. Miles. Right, we talk about an episode being a week we look at. Yeah. And so this is. The emissary is literally straight after yeah. Chain of Commands. So, so this is about two, six, seven, two months Two months that. after he was tortured yeah. by the Cardassians. So, mm, okay, O'Brien. Yeah. But then, you know, it. That's not for him to tell Vash about. No. That's if Picard wants to tell Vash about it, he can do. But it was just an odd line, and so never picked up on it before. But because we've been yeah. looking at it so closely, anything else on this one you want to cover? No, I think we've got quite a lot of it. Like we've looked at how Q thinks it thought of uh, O'Brien as one of the little people, but yeah. he wasn't a bridge officer. No, that's it. So yeah. in, in Q's mind, yeah, you were one of the little people. You just did what you were told. Yeah. Which pretty much yeah. sums up O'Brien to an extent. He's yeah. a very MG, sort of. MG, yeah. He's very much a, a company man, isn't he? Um, like yeah. I said, we see, we see uh, how creepy Dr. Bashir is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Partic- particularly with women. Yeah. He's very. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not. Now, I mean, Bashir's one of my favourite characters. Like, I think. He has a great story, yeah. He does, and. The thing is, when you you find out the things about him later on, it recontextualizes a lot of yeah, what you've seen yeah. about him earlier, and you know it's it's very very good. But yeah, you know, I most recently I, I did my big rewatch of DS Nine this year, and then going back to season one, you're like, oh god, I forgot what what he was yeah. like. But it gets better. Anyone it, who's it it does is it gets he has great character development. A lot of them do in DS Nine. Yeah, they do DS9, absolutely. To be fair, I think DS9 out of all Star Wars series really did all the characters justice how it developed them. Yeah. You see a lot of really good character development. Yeah, you do. And as we said before, like, even the minor characters. Yeah. You know, like if Q had been a DS9 original character, I imagine we would have got a lot more of him and we'd have seen him yeah. grow and develop and everything. But we're going to... Leave DS9 for now. I'm sure we'll do a lot more on DS9 in, in, some, the future, in the future at some point. Definitely. When when we've got a break in the the new stuff, which is going to be pretty full on next year yeah, by the looks of like things. Ten. I don't know how many episodes of each of the animated days. Well, this is it. Yeah, so it could be the vast majority of the year. There's going to yeah. be a new episode of Trek. So we'll see how we get on with it. But we will come back to DS9 at some point. Next week, though, we're going to be back on the road to Picard. Going to be jumping back a little bit in the timeline. I'm going to look at two episodes from season three with Yesterday's Enterprise and Allegiance. Yeah. And we'll 
have a good old chat about them. But for now, um, if you want to get in touch with us, we're at RetrekPod on Twitter. Email, we're RetrekPod at gmail.com. Or if you want to look for us on Facebook, type Retrek into the search bar and the group will pop up there. Thank you for trekking with us this time and we'll see you next time on the Retrek. Thanks, bye-bye. Fascinating.